Buildings have evolved, so let's give them the attention they deserve. This is 10 Minutes to a Better Building, a podcast from the building experts at Boland. We're a building solutions provider with more than 350 professionals and 150 technicians with one goal in mind, to make your building better. Hello and welcome to 10 Minutes to a Better Building, a podcast from Boland and your source for thought leadership and insights with the goal of helping you have a better building. I'm your host today, Tyler Kern, and joining me today to discuss electrification and decarbonization is Jerry Scanlon. He's the Executive Vice President at Boland. Jerry, thank you so much for joining me today. Thank you, Tyler. It's great to be here. Looking forward to the conversation. I am as well, and I, I'm really, really happy to be talking to you today, Jerry, especially about these topics that I think are especially important and uh, really timely topics. And so let's talk a little bit about electrification. What are some of the concepts or goals of electrification? Kind of walk me through the basics there. Okay, th- this concept really is is a, another another piece of the, of the journey, I guess, to decarbonize our society, meaning to, to do things in our, in our society that puts less CO2 into the atmosphere. So this current momentum in this country is, is towards doing more of that, greenhouse gas reduction and such. The, uh, the outgoing administration, and not to make this political or anything, had not been so, so aggressive about achieving some of those targets, but we had done very well, even in the absence of participating in the Paris Accords or whatever else. But the previous administration, going back to the Obama administration, had set some things in motion uh, now, with the incoming administration, the Biden administration, we expect those items to get a lot more momentum. So as the notion of decarbonizing and reducing greenhouse gases gets more momentum in our society, then this kind of thing is one of the options that we have. And, and in essence, what it hinges on is reducing uh, the burning of fossil fuels for our energy needs. And specifically, as it relates to buildings, is reducing the burning of fossil fuels in buildings for mainly for heating. I mean, we burn fossil fuels in building to not only to heat the buildings, but also to heat water in the buildings. And so that would be the, the motion is to, to, do, to do that, to eliminate fo- using fossil fuels in buildings. Now, the, the catch-22 there is that today, most of our electricity is generated by burning fossil fuels. So you think, well, wait a minute, if we're going to eliminate fossil fuels in the buildings and now we're going to burn more fossil fuel to power plants and the power plants are less efficient than burning the buildings, that doesn't make any sense. And you're right, it doesn't make any sense. So just just changing our buildings over to all electric doesn't make any sense. The other piece of that is is changing the way that we generate power in this country. And, and over the last 15 years, we've made a lot of, a lot of movement towards reducing CO2 emissions out of our power plant production mainly by switching from coal to natural gas, but natural gas still produces CO2. Now, less than coal, but but still produces CO2. So the next piece of that is, is now reducing our, our dependency on natural gas in the production of our power. And our, our options there, which, again, this option is getting a lot of momentum in our society, but we got a long way to go, is around renewables, you know, wind and, and solar or the main ones that are, that are being investigated and subsidized to try and take us on that particular journey. Uh, obviously, challenges with wind and solar is, you know, the sun's got to be out and the wind's got to be blowing. So that will be an ongoing challenge with our, with our, our power generation and, and distribution and usage. The other option I might point out is, is nuclear power. Now, I know nuclear power has had a bad rap in this country. We still have about, you know, 25 to 30 percent of our power that's produced using nuclear power, and it's carbon-free. But um, the, the politics around that may be overwhelming and we may not be able to, to use that much, but that is also a very viable option. So now as we look to use things like wind and solar, 
you know, electricity for the most part, it gets used when it's produced. And so the, the challenge then is, is you know, wind blowing and, and the sunshine and when we need the power. And typically when we think about heating, you know, if we're using electricity for heating, that's typically in the middle of the night in the winter. And the sun, sun's certainly not shining. There might be some wind blowing somewhere, but is it blowing where we can get the power? So there, there's, there's lots of moving pieces to this. And just, just to take uh, natural gas out of buildings doesn't, doesn't solve the problem. There's the whole piece of the electric grid that also has to be addressed in order for this thing to make any sense and to be any good for the environment. Jerry, I love that answer, and I, I like how thorough you were as you walked through it. And, you know, you started off by talking about just the different policies and different stances that different administrations had taken on decarbonization and reducing carbon footprints and things along those lines in the past. I wonder, do you think it's important for people to begin thinking about these issues and talking about what they can do now even before uh, some of the evolutions that you talked about have taken place, because we know at a certain point that regulations are going to evolve and we're going to begin taking these stances more seriously. And so it's important now to set the, the, the framework and the, the groundwork, really, uh, for those, those future evolutions. Yeah, and we're always starting to see that, Tyler, in various places. First of all, you know, all, all electric issues are regulated by the states. But building codes are, for the most part, regulated locally. So there's lots of jurisdictions that are, that are going to be involved in this. And yet, you know, nationally, we sign something like the Paris Accords. So you're right, there's, there's lots of moving pieces to that. And for the most part, we see a lot of, a lot of momentum in the, in the state level at driving utilities towards increasing their, their production using renewables. And there, a lot of utilities have established goals for having a certain portion of their power being uh, being delivered from renewable resources by a certain deadline. And most of those are 2030, 2035, even, our, even as far out as 2050. So there's what's, there would seem to be you know, plenty of time to try and take us in that direction. So those goals are already being established. When we talk about building codes, there are some, some building codes already in the country. For example, Oakland, California has has, has, has put in their building codes that new residential buildings cannot use natural gas at all for heating or for heating water. They have to be all electric. Now, California also has been fairly aggressive at trying to move, move, to, move their electric grid towards renewables. So, you know, obviously it goes back to keeping the two things in sync because if, if you get out of sync, it really doesn't do any good. So we're already seeing that, that kind of activity at the local level, both the state level as well as the, the local jurisdiction code writing level of people thinking about those kind of things and, and moving in that direction. So, Jerry, tell me a little bit more about the importance of having uh, experts like the team at Boland be able to help guide and walk through decisions like this for building managers, for building owners, for people that have goals for where they want their building to be and how they want to improve their building. How can Boland be a resource uh, that is comprehensive in these in these areas? Well, the the important thing about this this particular this notion is the use of energy in a building, how do I use my energy and when do I need to use it? And, and am I going to be able to not only get it, certainly getting it's not so much issue, but what's it going to cost to get it? So as this issue unfolds, there's really two things that we'll see. The first is the generating of heat. What what, what am I going to use to, to, to provide heat, not only for hot water, but also for space heating. But more importantly, I'm going to be much more conscious about throwing heat away or wasting heat because heat is going to become a valuable resource. And unfortunately, sometimes I may have heat that I don't need. And, and is it possible to store it? So that's going to be the other piece of this is storing of energy in whatever form, either storing it in the form that we need it, like thermally, or storing it perhaps is electricity. And when we think about, again, I'll talk about renewables. If 
if the sun shines in the afternoon, but we, we can maybe store some of that energy to be used at night, if we're using electricity at night to heat our buildings, then we have to have a way to store that store that energy. And that's in this whole thing, that's really the holy grail is, is being able to cost effectively store energy and sure there's batteries and those kind of things that are being developed, but that's not so much the the, the long-term solution from what I read, and I only know what I read. I'm certainly not, not an expert in this area, but but that's really the holy grail is because today electricity is – it's got to be used when it's made. Um, but tomorrow down the road, we want to be able to make it at one time and use it at a different time. So we're going to have to be storing energy in different forms so that we can match that up. And so those two two areas is, is becoming – much more effective at how I use and more importantly, not lose heat out of my building. And this is really mainly a heating issue, not so much a, 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 a cooling issue. And then also making sure and looking at ways I can perhaps store energy so that I can line up my, my demand with my supply. We're coming to the end of our conversation here today, Jerry, but I, I wanted to get your take on this real quick. If you could give building owners, building managers one suggestion for something they should think about or something they could implement today that they would begin to uh, maybe take steps in the future uh, towards electrification and towards decarbonization. What's the one thing that maybe they should consider or uh, implement now that can help set them up for success later? Probably the, the, the easiest short-term thing to do is, is look at your operations and maintenance in your systems and make sure that you're not unnecessarily throwing away heat because that's going to be the new driving behavior in this is making sure that we're not wasting heat and throwing it away when we could possibly use it again later in our building maybe later that same day or maybe tomorrow or something of that nature and just developing that discipline developing that knowledge of where am i really throwing away heat that i i maybe wouldn't have to be throwing away heat Jerry Scanlon, Executive Vice President at Bolin. Jerry, thank you so much for joining me today and uh, helping us understand a little bit better the concepts of electrification and decarbonization here on 10 Minutes to a Better Building. Great. Thanks, Tyler. And everyone, thank you so much for joining us for this episode of the show. Stay tuned for more episodes of 10 Minutes to a Better Building. And if you're enjoying the insights and the expertise that you're getting here from the team at Boland, be sure to visit their website as well as subscribe to the podcast on Apple Podcasts or Spotify to stay up to date with the latest in thought leadership and insights with the goal of helping you have a better building. We'll be back soon with those new episodes. But until then, I've been your host today, Tyler Kern. Thanks for listening. <laughs>